Dick of the Week is marked M for Mature. We talk about adult subjects and use crass language. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> dick of the Week. Dick, dick of the Week. Dick, 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 dick of the Week. 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 Give me that D. So, welcome to the first ever episode of Dick of the Week. Woo! <laughs> We're very excited to be here with you. I'm Liz. Oh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> We're on it. So, uh, We're ready. Uh, I didn't know I was going to say. I'm present. Stephanie. And I'm Duchess. Hey, Duchess. Yeah. <laughs> it is my real name. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, anyway, so... This is a podcast about romance novels and things that we like about them and things that we don't like about them and everything in between. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get down to it. Yeah. Uh, so why are we doing this, guys? Yeah. Well, because it's weird and we want to make our friends make sex noises. It's true. So <laughs> that's pretty much where it started. <laughs> that's the, the nugget of where the idea came from. Yeah. So... Listeners, if you didn't know, Dick of the Week is the companion podcast to Love and Lust, where we're writing a romance novel, audio play, uh, which will be coming out later out in 2018, but we were ready now to start doing this now. I really think we should call it Audio Erotica. Audio Erotica! (laughs) It's so close to how some people might die, though. I know, but it's still really funny. It is really good. Okay. I mean, I'm, if you guys don't disagree. No, I like it a lot. I like it a lot, but all I can ever think about is erotic asphyxiation, <laughs> which I can barely say. So, audio erotica would also it's be very. Auto erotica. Auto erotica. Right? Isn't that. Auto, audio erotica. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm good with that. We can call it audio erotica. We also refer to ourselves as a smut. Sl- nope. Smut cast. That's <laughs> we are smut sluts. We are smut sluts. <laughs> and you, our listeners, are our dear smut sluts as well. <coughs> so, yeah, we... There's also, like, a lot of negative connotations about reading romance, but I'm pretty sure everybody reads romance. I consume so much romance, it's ridiculous. I mean, I read um, amateur hour romance. I <laughs> read uh, the quote-unquote good stuff. Um <laughs> I read all of it because I, I probably I probably read five or six books a week. I'm about there too. Yeah, I am not there at all. <laughs> it also depends. Like this week, I've only read like a book because it was a very crazy, crazy long week. But meanwhile, this week I was sick for most of it, so I read. Actually, I was listening to a couple books while I was really sick because that's how lazy I was when I was <laughs> sick. So I listened to like three different books then. Uh, typically have an audiobook going on when I'm working, and then I also have a book that I'm reading that I read, like, on breaks, and then also when I'm home. So, yeah, I go through, I think I've, I don't know, I'm keeping track on Goodreads this year, uh, on how many books I'm reading, and my, my goal was 50, and I'm already at least <laughs> 10 in. So, uh, the goal's gonna be way more Your than 50. Your goal for the year was 50? 50 books. Okay. Mine's at, like, 20. As in, I think that's, like, but I also consume books differently. Yeah. So, because I don't have as much, like, my downtime is very different, so. Yeah. But it's cool. <laughs> I probably spend too much time reading, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> we also, all of us write, obviously. We're doing a podcast, but we also write outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing. So, 
I never considered myself a romance writer until this past year or so, just because when I went to school for writing, genre writing was kind of looked down upon, so that wasn't anything I ever really focused on for that amount of time. But it's fun, and I enjoy doing it, and I had one teacher who pointed out, as long as you are writing things well, it does not matter if you're writing it within one of the genres, whether that's romance, sci-fi, fantasy, whatever it might be, just use the things you've learned to write quality writing within those categories, mm -hmm. and there's no issue. The problem is people think genre writing automatically equals crappy writing. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, well, so I started writing, I don't, I don't have a writing degree. I have a degree in philosophy and in political science, so... Um, I am not a writer. In fact, I missed, like, all of the grammar you learn in elementary school because that's when they bust you out to, like, gifted program stuff. So that makes sense. <laughs> um, so when I write, um, I utilize, I lean heavily on Grammarly and also saying every single word I write out loud. Um, but I was reading so much trash in, like, the paranormal, specifically werewolf, um, because for some reason, for some reason in a lot of the genres, they won't do sex. They call it fade outs, and mm, I always yeah. feel like, and I hate a fade out. I'm Wait, like lie. in in the romance that you read on like Wattpad and stuff, they yeah. call it fade outs, and the, they won't. They'll call it a fade out. Yeah, so like they'll like maybe maybe get to the foreplay, and then it's like, and then I woke up the next morning, you're like no, and so for me, um, I read romance for the sex. Yeah, like so that's like, what I want out of this. So I think so. Part of my thing is like I um I've always like my my porn and stuff has always been written. Um, like, even, like, I, re I read erotic stories. I don't, like, watch porn, necessarily, because a lot of it just doesn't appeal to me. Uh, but, so when I'm reading a story, I don't, like, when I incorporate sex into my stories, it's a logical, ex a logical extension of the relationships I'm sure. currently building. So, like, you never get a sex scene in one of my books that's just completely out of left field. Yeah, It makes yeah, yeah. sense completely to the characters, to what's going on. And so, I don't think it cheapens a story, but a lot of people do think it cheapens a story. But also, it's hard to write a sex scene. It, so yeah. a lot of people, yes. it's like drawing hands. There's some artists that will, like, make sure that people's hands aren't in pictures, or, like, drawing feet. There's, like, I forget what comic book artist it was. He would purposefully not draw hands and feet. Like, he would make them, like, holding objects and stuff so we wouldn't have to ever have, like, a hand <sighs> drawn, because it's hard to do. Mm -hmm. So... I think sex scenes are the hands and feet of romance novels, and some people just can't fucking write them, and then this is what happens, so... The fade-outs. The fade-outs happen, and then so you're just upset. So I read enough fade-outs where I was like, I'm going to write a... St well, first of all, I was making fun of werewolf stories, so I was like, <laughs> I'm going to write a werewolf story that is the least werewolf story that has ever been written. <laughs> uh, basically, chick-lit werewolf fiction. Um, and then I actually got really into it, and so I made my story more werewolfy. <laughs> And now it's just a terrible Frankenstein monster. Um, but that's the first one, I guess. Yeah. And since then, I think my writing's got a lot more solid and more um, genre-fitting. Uh, but yeah, that was why I started writing, was because I was just tired of, like, not seeing sex or seeing bad sex written. Now, Stephanie, when you were reading the werewolf books on Wattpad, were you mostly reading the ones that weren't mature-listed? No, I, 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 I sought out mature. And, and even and those didn't have... Like, isn't yeah, that what they makes still do the fade-outs then. They still do fade-outs, yeah. But isn't what makes it mature typically the more graphic sex stuff? You would think, but so for them... So for specifically for that site, it's for 13 up. So um, even having any, any like, uh, pre-gaming, any, like, uh, lead-up to sex, mm. if they mention touching genitalia, like, even briefly, like, that's, like, enough. 
so to be mature. And then and then there's some stuff on there that's not marked mature that actually has hardcore sex in it that's just poorly written. So it's just it's a crapshoot. That's like yeah. it's, not, it's not very reliable. When did you both start reading romance? Because I started reading romance at about thirteen, and I think it was like a gateway into like more reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good introduction to like. Maybe not a good introduction, but it was an introduction to, like, what to expect with sex and... Did will... you have authors that you read when you were that little? Um, I read a lot of Laurel K. Hamilton, and oh, the yeah. stuff that my mom bought that she didn't acknowledge that I just kind of stole from her. Mm. See, that's hilarious. My mom was always reading romance novels, and I never touched them. Like, hers were, like, those old-school ones that probably had, like, Fabio on yeah. the cover <laughs> kind of thing. The Harlequin. Yeah, they were definitely the Harlequin. <laughs> I wish I had them still to, like, look through to see what she was reading. Um, I read, I mean, I would definitely would consider what I was reading at that age, romance, uh, but it was definitely young adult. I wasn't reading, like, adult romance stuff or anything. Um, I read a lot of Sweet Valley Senior Year, which Mm -hmm. was, like, the more Mm -hmm. risque uh, Mm -hmm. Sweet Valley High books, um, which was all definitely romance-related, um... I remember Elizabeth, which is, if any of you read any of the Sweet Valley High books, Elizabeth was, like, the more, like, studious good twin, mm-hmm. and Jessica was the... The wild one. The wild one. <laughs> but Elizabeth fell for, like, the really bad rebel boy, which I was like, I... I that, that spoke to me. How it goes. I didn't... I didn't really do... Uh, so, in high school, because I was lame, I decided, I, like, printed off, like, the 100 most classic books or whatever, and that's what I read. But that's how I discovered, like, Jane Austen, and mm. so for me, Jane Austen was the epitome of what romance, like, because as boring as those books are, there's really good, like, uh, oh, internal, no. like, conflict. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, is, like, so she had nothing, the characters literally do nothing. So you have to build such, like, strong internal lives Mm -hmm. for at least the main character. Because I will say most of her secondary characters are pretty flat. Yeah. But, like, the main character in any of her book is usually... Specifically, Persuasion's my favorite. Because, like, what a good conflict. Like, a young woman who loves someone, but her family tells her it's not a good idea. So then she gives him up, and he comes back a babe and rich. (laughs) And, like... And, like, he was a babe before, but, like, now he's more of a babe. And, like, so she has to watch him flirting with the young women who are not old maid like she is. And, like, eventually they get to find their love. Spoilers. Um, but the book came out in the 1800s, so not spoilers. <laughs> That's on you. That's, That's on, on you. Uh, but, like, those are the books I like. I like a, um, I like a happy ending, but I want them to work for it. Okay. Like, I like to see that in a book. So, for mm-hmm. me, I think that stems from all of my classic literature reading. So, like, even when I'm reading, like chiclet and stuff i'm like no they have to have like an issue there has to be something they have to overcome because otherwise this is too simple yeah and like even if there's a lot going on there has to be like some sort of character dynamic because Mm -hmm. like there was one i read that had dragons and like bbw kink stuff and it was the most boring romance novel like the sex was super boring and it was like it had everything to be really rich but it was just I didn't even finish it. I got to the sex, and it was like, mm, Do you feel mm-hmm. like um, when they don't give you enough of a personality, it's like, it's almost like it's, you can, like, read how hard it was for them to write the sex scene? Because, like, I know when I'm writing my own sex scenes, it's like when I've given the characters a lot of personality, I know exactly how the sex between them would be. Mm. And so I can come up with, like, a funny joke or something, which I know that not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> but, like, like, for instance, in that one, in, in Celeste, when the two characters are about to have sex and she sees that he has a dick piercing and she like pokes at it and is like, what? This is awesome. (laughs) 
Like, I, to me, it's because I knew the two characters. Like, I knew that he would roll with it. I knew that she Celeste would make a weird joke. Celeste is one of Stephanie's books that she wrote. Yeah. yeah. By the way. Plugs. <laughs> Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. <laughs> but, like, that's, that's what I mean. Like, so when I read a sex scene and it's just your basic, like, banging Could be literally any yes. two humans. It's, it's, that's, those are the sex scenes I feel like that don't matter. Yeah. It's not doing No, I anything. agree. Like, it's not, yeah. I, I, I feel like yeah. sex yeah, scenes when the for the sake are, of the sex scene is boring. Mm-hmm. When the characters are flat, the sex is gonna be flat and it's not gonna be worth it yeah. for anybody. Edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna happen. Uh, Everything sure. goes in. Everything goes in. Uncut. Hey, We're uncut. Uncut. No. Uncircumcised. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! We killed Liz. Oh, so now God. it has to go in, right? We made a joke. We can be cut or uncut. This is our podcast. Right. For when I'm reading oh. contemporary romance novels, I'm reading it for the sex. But yeah. if I'm reading like classic, it's I don't know. Times have changed so much. It's mm-hmm. kind of see to, it's to see like the character dynamics. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I feel like the majority of the historical fiction, and I would say that okay, backing up a little bit. Now in my adult life, I didn't really get hardcore into romance reading until about two years ago because I was in a book club with some of my girlfriends and we decided, oh, okay, we've been reading all these like kind of more serious things and nonfiction books and all whatever. And we're like, no, like it was like becoming to be starting to be summertime. Like, let's get a romance novel. And we're like, okay. So we went to NPR's website to find... As you do. Mm-hmm. They do. They had, like, a whole piece yeah. on romance novels. Yeah. Maybe it was a couple years ago, yeah. but they had, yeah. like, a whole... Well, and they just always have their best of list. So we're mm-hmm. like, all right, let's go to NPR's best of romance. And we sat there and looked through it. And we just picked... What's it called? Um, it was called Natural Law. Um, and the main guy's character, and it was actually from pretty much the perspective of a dude the entire time, which I thought was interesting. His name was Mackenzie Nighthorse, which is the most ridiculous name ever. That's so good. Um, so... <laughs> Nighthorse. So my <laughs> first... Mackenzie. Mackenzie Nighthorse. Does and of course, Mac? Like, yes. Of course oh, it is. And, um, of course, like, we did before all sorry. this... I'm like, sorry. you know, the few years before all this, I, you know, I read the Twilight books, I read the Fifty Shades of Grey books, whatever. Um... But this was, like, an actual BDSM romance. (laughs) With a name like Night Horse, I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. Well, because he ended up uh, being an undercover cop in a BDSM um, club, and he, so he is a, he has to be a submissive to one of the workers there, but spoilers, that's actually his, like, lifestyle, and so he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do this he's thing, He's a cop boss. and he's a sub. Mm-hmm. That's so delightful. That's mm-hmm. actually he's such he's a nice giant, place. giant man, yeah. and, uh, He just wants to be spanked. Yeah, and his, his lady is this, like, pixie of a woman, so she's this tiny little, like, power powerhouse of a woman who... Yeah, anywho, but yeah, so that was my first jump into romance, which was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we decided to read a historical romance novel, which was vastly different than Natural Law. I would think so. Um, <laughs> but that introduced me to Tessa Dare, who's one of my favorites in the historical romance world. And that, from there, I just haven't looked back and have been reading romance novels like every day for the past two years because of that. I didn't have access. So uh, when I started reading, like, when I read the classes and stuff, I think I started reading them because I didn't have access to, like, a lot of books. Like, 
my dad, like, would leave me at the school library until, like, 5 p.m., and then I didn't have, like, I didn't drive till I was 18, so I was, like, kind of just, like, at the burden of, like, whatever was in the school library, and yeah, so... Yeah, they wouldn't have no, erotica. No, but they did library. have, weirdly enough, they had Venus and Furs. Really? They did, and I read that, and oh, that was, like, man. I was, like, oh... Well, I've always wanted to get to that. I think one of my favorite things is to read, like, classic erotica, where yeah. it's just like, oh, And, like, Lady, okay. Lady Charlie's Lover, which both of those books were kind of disappointed. I thought they were going to be way sexier than they were. I hated That's Lady on me. Charlie's Lover. I did, too. It was stupid. Um, okay, I shouldn't just blatantly go... It was stupid. <laughs> it was... That's, that's very reductionist. But, um... Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> and then there was, uh, and then, but Venus and Furs, I also didn't really like, because I, I think I had a different perspective of what it was going to be. But, like, once I found those books, I was like, wait, I need to find books that are, like, more openly these things. Mm-hmm. And contemporary books, right, like, to say you look for sex in contemporary books, not as much in the historical, Roman, like, book. Well, there's like, not. The classic books. is like, I understand that completely. It's because, like, our, sh- our focus has shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wouldn't be right in a historical book for people to be banging all the time. Cause it's like yeah, not... I have definitely read some historical romance novels, though, where there is well, a mm, lot of sex happening. Not necessarily but, historical romance novels, but, like, written in history. Yeah. So, like, actually published yeah. in, like, gotcha. the late 1800s oh, yeah, 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 or yeah, early yeah. 19th. That's different, then. Um, yeah, because, like, the sex couldn't be super overt, so they had to be much more subtle. Mm-hmm. And, like, the relationships were much more mm-hmm. subtle because it was yeah. like, oh, I saw her ankle. Oh, my God. That's like why when we read contemporarily written historical romance... A lot of times I get irritated because I'm like, no. So I don't. I I enjoy it. I I feel like I have to talk about Outlander for a minute because you guys seriously have to read it. because It's on on my go-to. It's super good. And Diana Gabaldon, I think that's how you pronounce her last name, Mm -hmm. um, but she does all the research, so everything is historically accurate. I've heard it's like a history lesson. Yeah, and it's like, it's sexy. Like, when I started reading it, it was like, okay, this is pretty fun. I like it. And then they got to the sex, and it was just like, oh, okay. Well, like, the thing about that, though, is, like, so by having a a, a, a woman from the future going back to the past, mm-hmm. you can get away with more, like, more like that. But, like, more, like, sex and stuff with the female character in, being involved in the sex. But, like, That's when, fair. But, like, when I read historical romances that are not a woman time-traveling into mm-hmm. the past, and they have her... Except for, like, when I have read a couple that it's a married woman having affairs, and, like, this plays because the thing is like she could protect herself by having a husband or could, if she's a widow then she has more exactly so there's like there's ways to play that well, but like so a pregnancy she's coming from um the main character i can't even remember the main character's name mm. um but Why she's jamie's the dude jamie's yeah jamie's the dude uh, claire her name's claire. claire um she's coming from she's married in in her time mm-hmm. which is world war I think it's World War II. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not like women had a whole lot of sexual agency. Yeah, but still back then. way more than like the virgin. The, also, there's like the whole class issue that you have to bring into if, into the thing. Like, um, like even like in Jane Austen's time, if someone was engaged and they were like a lower class, that was like free reign to have a role in the hay. Like once mm-hmm. you had mm-hmm. committed family wise, you could do that. Um, obviously, people of higher station did not were not allowed to do that kind of thing. So like, I just feel like a lot of I'm cool with, like, obviously I read a lot of stuff because that's what's mostly out there is people that don't do research. But I do appreciate it when I read something and they actually have the characters struggling with, like, the moral station that they're in. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because a lot of times they don't even do that and they'll just have, like, some 
saucy lady that's just banging all the dukes, and you're just like, well, that doesn't even make sense. She would be murdered immediately. Yeah, like, like she would, she would, unless she became a prostitute, or she was, like, one of the exceptions to the rule. Like, that, oh, I saw that article about that woman who, like, was a mistress to, like, everyone in the world. Um, <laughs> but, like, she, like, was respected because she just, she just did it. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, no, she, that's, just, yeah, she I know found her space. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's why I think sometimes in the romance novels, I get so frustrated, because I'm like, you didn't even, like, freaking Google. Just, like, Google. <laughs> or, like, I don't know, like, look up famous hussies of history. Well, see, and I guess most of the historical romance novels that I write, it is... You write or you read? Read. <laughs> I have not written anything historical yet. It might happen. Uh, well... Not that far back. I'm going to be writing things in, like, set in the 20s. I'm talking about the podcast, so. Oh, yeah. I want to do some weird, yeah. some weird historical. Oh, yes, that yeah. will happen. But we are um, going to do our research, friends. Mm-hmm. But also, we'll be semi-accurate. everything <laughs> I have ever read that is historical, it's normally, of course, the dude has all the experience for all the, re- like, he yeah. bangs everyone and everything, and it doesn't matter. Um... And the lady is, you know, innocent and a virgin and whatnot, and finally mm-hmm. gives in to the guy. But normally what I'm reading, it's like they're already on the way to getting married, or like that's in their plans. Okay. Sometimes it's they're caught, so therefore it becomes a marriage of convenience kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not like the girl is just going off kissing or banging any whatever man that she comes across. So, but also most of the historical romance novels I read, it's like a fairly modern feeling lady. Like she has like, I don't know. I kind of feel like Lizzie Bennet is kind of like a modern woman within her time where like... I kind of feel like his, like, Current historical romance novels, she has to be kind of modern just to be palatable to the people who are reading it. Because yeah, because you want to watch it. It's yeah. a strong woman. She's normally either, like, the studious one or the one who's saving the family or the one, like, she. she's the one who has, like, all this power for the most part. I find that character so boring, though. Because every <laughs> single character... I'm sorry, like, I, I'm tired of reading the strong woman who, like... It, like that's my problem, I think, with those historical pieces. Because they're all Lizzie Bennets. Yeah. Every freaking one of them is a Lizzie Bennet. Strong-willed. Strong-willed, and to, like, to, to no point mm-hmm. most of the time. Like, sometimes they'll give them, like, a cool family crisis that she's solving sure. or whatever. But, like, it's the same character over and over again. I much prefer when, like, a character... Like, um, so, on Wattpad, there's this woman, Essie Violet, and she was writing this book called Don't Remember Me. And it was about this woman who had been courted by this, like, duke or something, and um, everyone thought they were going to get engaged. And he took... He took, she, like, had allowed him to kiss her, and then he took it farther and ended up raping her. Ooh. Um, and, um, like, spoilers, obviously, but, um, <laughs> but this character, so she ends up, uh, her brother duels him, and then that guy dies, and then her brother has to run, and then she finds out she's pregnant, so they send her to Italy, and her baby ends up dying. It's, like, really fucking sad. But, but, this character is so fucking good, because, like, she... So she had an indiscretion. She feels like she had an indiscretion in her youth. So as an adult, she's more meek and more, like, submissive to, like, what she would actually be in that time. And her parents are always trying to pull her out of it and, like, no, find find a husband. Find, you know, she's like, I'm fine dying alone. And, like, she's like... <laughs> and, like, I kind of like this character more because, like, 
she's allowing the time and error to affect her. Sure. And actually internalize the bullshit that we all see in that situation. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually the man who has to be the Lizzie Bennet of the situation. And when he finds out what happened to her and be the one that's like, no, that's bullshit. That wasn't your fault. And I almost like it so much more because, like, I don't know how many more Lizzie Bennets I can read. Like she's fair. she's I like mean, my least favorite. Honestly, at this point, of all the Jane Austen books, she's like, she's fine. <laughs> she's fine. <laughs> I'm like over it. I think by using the the strong female like idea it, to make a character more three dimensional, it kind of just makes it more two dimensional because there's a lot. Well, more. it depends how you handle it. That's true. It definitely depends on how you handle it. But if it's just like they're strong willed and they will want to do things on their own, like okay, but the, but. They gotta be something else. Like also, they have to be affected by their. If you're doing good world building, they have to be affected by the world that surrounds oh, them. Oh, totally. And if you're if you're having a woman in the 1800s who doesn't think about what her father and mother would say. Oh yeah. You've done fucked up. Yeah. This isn't a realistic story. And <laughs> that's really true. You've like you've now taken me out. You've taken me out of the world. You've done poor world building. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm sick of the Lizzie Bennets because Jane Austen wrote Lizzie Bennet, and I think people like to parse her down. But she was very much in her role in society. Oh, yeah. No, she was. And she even, like, in, uh, even though in her personal interpersonal communications with, like, Jane and her sisters and her mother, she was forward-thinking, she behaved exactly how she was supposed to behave. Yeah. Like, she turned down a, a proposal from a man who had not spoken to her father yet. And she like, was just sassy about it. Yeah. Was thing. That was it. That was the only thing. And it was because he was real rude. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was the one that actually breached proper etiquette first. Um, so, like, people misremember Elizabeth Bennet, I feel like, because she was very much affected by her surroundings mm-hmm. and her station in life, and that's why these, some of these historical books, I'm like, you just missed the point. Like, you can have a character that's a rebel, absolutely, but, like, make sure that you've built a world that affects her, or that she interacts with it, otherwise, uh, I don't care. I don't care. That, I don't care that she's overcome anything, because she hasn't overcome anything. The whole time she's been this way. There's been no transition. I don't know. But that's, that's a tangent. But that's, I don't read a lot of historical fiction for that reason. It's because I feel like a lot of times they don't handle it in a way that I'm like, this makes sense. It's Maybe I'll make you uh, yeah. read one of my favorites or something just to see what yeah. you think of it. Just, yeah. Uh, well, one of the other things we were going to talk about is, uh, oh, I know all three of us find our romance books and just books in general in very vastly different ways. So I guess we can talk about that a little bit. Um mm. Duchess, you work at a bookstore. I work at a bookstore. I'm surrounded by them all the time. My cubby at work is full of books. Not all romance. I mostly... The books that I read are... It's more varied than just romance. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of pop around, but there's usually... Like, I read three or four books at a time, and there's usually a romance in there. But I read, like, hard copies of books. Just because I have the access to them. And they're there, and I like to hold things. Mm-hmm. But that's where I get my romance. Um, so a lot of times it's contemporary authors... Not necessarily erotica, which is really what I like, so I don't know why I'm not reading the erotica, but yeah, that's where I get my romance. Just the hard copies. Old school. Yeah. Yep. I I typically always did prefer that, and then I started reading romance at such a quick pace that it was just easier for me to be downloading it nonstop. At the time, it was my nook, and then it I downloaded... Um, the Kindle app onto my phone because an author that I was reading, she only had books on Kindle, so then I switched to that, and then 
my husband bought me a Kindle. So now I own a Nook and a Kindle. So I do all e-reading for the most part when it comes to my romance, um, just because I go through it so quickly and I don't have the physical space to keep all those books. Um, we already need at least one more bookcase and I think Jeremy would murder me if I was just constantly buying more romance books to read. <laughs> um, I use Kindle Unlimited uh, because I realized how much money I was spending before I got Kindle Unlimited mm. every month with the amount of books I was purchasing. The only downside for me for that is there are authors I really like to keep up with who don't put their books on there. So that I mean, but it's even still that's me cutting down my book reading cost a lot because if I know this author never puts it on there, I can still just buy her book and read that. Meanwhile, reading everything else I find on Kindle. Unlimited, which is like $9.99 a month. You get to read however many books you want. Um, the downside is there are a whole bunch of crappy, crappy books on there that you have to kind of sh <laughs> go through and find. And there's a whole lot of things about being like, my baby daddy abducted me. And like, <laughs> the, the mobster's virgin, blah, blah, blah. Like... <laughs> Those just things you're like, why, why, why does that exist? Like, I, no shame, I guess, if that's Have what you you're read into. Those, though? No. Oh man, you should read at least one or two. Okay. Just, Re just, just to try them. Have you? No, I haven't. But okay, I will. I will. Okay. <laughs> I feel like before we read, shit talk. No, I know. I'm not shit talking. Right. It's just. It's just that those things don't appeal to me. But I will give myself the homework that I will pick at least one, if not two, book titles that don't appeal to me at all and give it a try and report back. Also, I'm a big fan of reading books that I know I won't like just so I can play, so I can complain about me them. Too. So oh, also, also, on some weird level, I do enjoy them. Yeah. There's, there's something about it. Okay, so uh, I read, I have Kindle Unlimited, but I actually get a bulk of my reading off the internet on like the free, like Wattpad, um, Ink It. Radish, all of those, um, and I've made friends with some of the writers, which is fun. Um, but that's I also like where you publish. That's also where I publish right now, so it's fun. I like uh, I like reading those really bad ones. Well, because here's the thing: you run out of the good ones so fast. No, you do. It <laughs> is a struggle. You run out of like the ones that are like nuanced and varied. So sometimes I'm like, unless you want to oh. get a little weird. Well, I mean, I feel like that's what those. Those titles are. They're just it's for when you want to get like one of this. Yeah. I just wish happening. they were a bit more creative with their titles. I feel like they all pick the same twin five alphas, words. Twin alphas, one Luna. <laughs> yeah. They all just pick, like, the five, the same five words and mix and match. I'm like, Ugh. Also, I like, I, I find it odd. There's people that say, like, the, the princess and the mafia. And I'm like, <laughs> you're calling one person the mafia. <laughs> the mafia's an organization. They're mafioso. Or mob boss. Mob boss. Unless she's getting mixed up with the whole well, mafia. She's being, it could be a whole gangbang situation, well, it could, I guess. I mean, there might be some plot in there. You never know. I don't... I've read enough of them. I don't... <laughs> no, but I actually... I really... I appreciate when people go ahead and go with the cliches sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. But that also is usually when the worst sex happens in the book. Or titles like that. Yeah. Like, there's never... The sex is never that good in those. It's usually pretty funny, though. But I do... I do like to try to guess... Um, the age of the person I'm reading, because because I'm reading all those free sites, it could be someone that's 14 or someone oh, that's the writer. 25. You like to guess the writer's yeah. age? Yeah, so I don't like look at their page or anything. I just want to like just guess. That's a fun game I play. Um, I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> I'm wrong a lot. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I like to get my stories from there. Also, you just make friends. I have a few friends that have like read my stories and given me notes, which is nice. So when I go to edit, I'll have that. Which that's another benefit of those free sites is you get to get your first draft, basically beta read for you. I think that's awesome, and I'll definitely take advantage of that whenever I the things I'm writing are to that stage. Yeah, it was really. It was, I had read on that. I had read on Wattpad for a year before I posted my first chapter. And I'd written 15 chapters by the time I started posting. But it was funny because I, I remember when I got my first 100 views and I was so freaking out about the idea that people were reading it. And now that book has like 65,000 views and like 6,000 votes and stuff. And so it's just this weird thing now where uh, enough people, I'm now, enough people have read me that I'm now in the recommended. If you're reading a mature werewolf book, <laughs> I'm in the recommended section after That's each chapter. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, That's really awesome. Talk. I just like that mature werewolf is a, That's is the thing. thing. It is. It really is. Um, so that's how I get my books. I also, I also try to get uh, hardbacks. Um, but I, I like, I have seven bookshelves in my living room. Half of them are DVDs and stuff because I'm a hoarder. The other half are books. Uh, so if I try to get more romance books, I think Jordan would murder me because I need more bookshelves. Yeah. And then I also get book of the month, and that's another way that I feed my like. Romance, new romance addiction. Mm. They don't do a whole lot of straight up romance, but a lot of their stuff has like will have like a bent to it. Now, with book of the month, can you put in like I'm interested in these genres? Yes, to be those things. Yeah. So you basically what happens is there's five books every month that you can choose from. You can choose to choose none, and then they don't charge you. Oh. Uh, so I do that, but I normally always like one of the books that they are suggesting, yeah. and then I usually give an extra book. And now they're doing, like, classics. You can order classics. So it's nine ninety nine a month, and then every additional book's nine ninety nine. So you're getting books that are sometimes, like, 14 or $15 for a hardback, like, for 9 bucks. Cool. It's not bad. It's a good deal. I, but I have way too many books now. Yeah. By but, the way, this is not sponsored at all. We're oh, yeah, just no, talking we're about just, things that we like, so. Yeah, this isn't sponsored. We're not cool enough to have sponsors, this but just, we're going to tell you about the things we like regardless. Yeah, so I, I'm on Wattpad. I like the community there. Um, sometimes there's stuff that's problematic uh but i'm such a small fish in that pond that none of it really affects me so i kind of can i have the benefit of like uh oh that sucks but like i'm not getting i'm not getting directly targeted or anything it does suck for like some of my friends who i know are on the cusp of being published yeah it sucks for them but i'm so far from that cusp (laughs) I can't see the cusp. <laughs> I'm cuspless. One day. One day. Well, perhaps. I don't know. We'll see. Meanwhile, most of the things I'm actively writing and posting are fanfiction.net. So, you know, I'm super fancy. Oh, man. It's good. <laughs> I love that you write fanfiction. I wish I, I could. write. Well, now I write one fanfiction, which is my uh, Phantom of the Opera contemporary twist that I have. It's a modern adaptation of the Phantom of the Opera. And that is just straight up romance. Um, but then I did NaNoWriMo this year and wrote a rom- was writing a romance book for that one. And that's that's actually a book I've been super into and but have taken some time off of it to take a step back after writing 50,000 plus words in a month and then needing to focus on writing scripts for Love and Lust and writing scripts for Space America. Um, so I've, I need to get back into that and get that finished because 
that's a just regular old contemporary romance and I think pretty funny and wonderful. <laughs> so one of my girlfriends I've been like was sending excerpts of it as I was writing it and she still is like so any any updates on Javier and Olivia? I need to know what's happening. Happening? <laughs> Tell me what's happening. I'm like, girl, I haven't touched that in like two months. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like I like uh, when your friends start finding out about what you're doing, and then they start asking you questions about it, and you're trying not to spoil it. There's a few friends that I've that are uh, Bonnie will never read anything I write because uh, it's. She's like, oh, I can just hear your voice when I'm reading it. I'm like, that's fair. It's, like, too close. It's too, too close. Because <laughs> she, like, knows the reality of, like, everything I write. Um, so it's funny because I, I, I put all my weird ideas and spoilers through her. And so, mm. yeah. so I was like... Um, and that's kind of what Sammy's been being for me. Yeah. Like, she, she will read it all, but, like, yeah. I also bounce ideas off of her and, like, thoughts and all that type oh, yeah. of stuff. So she gets kind of the inside... Oh, yeah. View of me writing this book. When I was thinking about killing someone in one of my books, uh, I talked to Bonnie on the phone for, like, half an hour about it. I was like, can I do this? And she goes, absolutely, you made him up. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but that's almost a (laughs) good I made him! I know, that's why I made him just to kill him. I was, like, struggling really hard with it. But she she told me, she's like, it serves the plot. And I was like, right. And it helps things. It helped things along. So, that was kind of a, a meandering road down our different... Sure. It's a taste, it was a taste of what we like and don't like from romance and what we are. It's a taste of what's to come. Yeah. yeah. And a little bit... Moving, moving forward, we will have things a little bit more... More focused. More focused, because we'll have specific topics, especially when Dick of the Week is uh, being posted opposite of Love and Lust episodes. Those will be even more focused. Um, the first few... Or just kind of... So you get to know us. Yeah, get to know us, hear, hear our take on everything romance. Um, mm-hmm. And next week, we'll be back with some of our... Favorite authors. Favorite authors, favorite books, favorite series. Um, kind of just the favorites episode. So, Bye. see you in two weeks. Bye. 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 All right, today's pickup line. I'm no mathematician, but I'm pretty good at numbers. Tell you what, give me yours and watch what I can do with it. Oh, goodness. I just don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) I just, like, I just, my thing is, like, that's not even math. No, you can add them all together. Okay, stupid. Are you going to multiply? Are you going to make an algebraic equation? I can give you one of those. Just go home. Stop. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you, so contact us at lnlsmutcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at lnlsmutcast. Find episodes of this and other great shows at calamitycast.com or wherever you find your podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Dick of the Week.